Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Welcome to another Spock Sports Show podcast, and I'm Buck92 every Monday night, 7 o'clock, in podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. And find all kinds of podcasting that matters to you at mymichiganpodcast.com. We are presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. They have that personal injury, car accident claim, anything you need to get done, give Joe and the crew the call. You don't got to call some goofy 1-800 number. And Bikes for Kids has started this summer. If you know a kid doing great things in the mid-Michigan area, nominate them today. You can find links through my1043.net and buck92.com. Let's get into my interview. Coach Earl Hartman, Sacred Heart Academy Baseball, talking well, a little history of Sacred Heart Academy Baseball and so much more. He was able to catch up with me on the phone on his way back from Harrison if he gets a little fuzzy for a second. But here is my talk. Coach Earl Hartman first started asking him about how the season has gone so far. I mean, we've had a good start to the season. We're we're Division Four, so we make some Division Four mistakes. Uh, just last night, we defending champion Breckenridge, but they lost a lot of people, and uh, we took them 15 to nothing in three innings in the first game. And then the second game, we went five innings and only collected two hits and no runs, and we were behind one to nothing. So uh, same team, same day, same field, same sunshine, just uh, – Nothing. And finally, in the sixth, we broke loose and got some runs and ended up winning six to one. But, you know, it's like two different teams playing sometimes. Yep, and I one of the things that I was real curious to see in Coach uh, Josh Wheaton, softball coach, was telling me about it. You guys opened the season against Bay City Western. For people who don't know, that is one of the historic powerhouses in the state. And he said Joe McDonald was on the mound. And so you look at the score, 5-0, and you might think, well, they lost. But what an unbelievable performance for him. Talk about having that game to open up the season. Like I said, you guys are a D4 team. As I imagine Bay City Western's D1 this year, and they're one of the top you know teams in that division. Yeah, they're undefeated 19-0, and they have a tie with Mount Pleasant uh, earlier this week, a 10-inning tie with Mount Pleasant 0-0. But uh, uh, the whole story is that Joe McDonald's uncle, Tim, is the coach, Tim McDonald, at Bay City Western, <laughs> and, and that Tim had won his first two games that year, so, or this year, so he had a 799 wins going into the game, so... We were his 800th victim, uh, his, and he played for me back in 1984, uh, my first year. So that was just kind of a storybook thing, that first game. But, you know, we, we've got some kids that were really young last year. Uh, physically, the, a lot of them have grown dramatically physically. Uh, mentally, they've gotten bigger, stronger, tougher. And so we said we had to toughen things up. So. We took that one game with Bay City Western. We went over and played Espino Garber, who was ranked seventh in Division Two, and beat them. We uh, split with a good Division Two Shepherd team. Uh, we beat uh, Division Two Alma, beat Division Two Central Macomb, beat Division Two Mason last week. And our our other three losses are to teams that have been ranked in Division Four, and all in our conference: Merrill, Fulton. And uh, Fowler would have been the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. Fowler is not in our conference. Oh, all right. Two of our conference, but, but Fowler is ranked in the top ten, and neither one of us had top line pitching. Although I think he got away with a couple of innings of starters, but maybe kids and end up losing ten to eight. So, so 
we have the ability to play really well. We've got the talent too, uh, but as I say, there's some of the grounders that we're just not picking up, and sometimes when we pick them up, we don't throw them right. And, uh, just make some division four mistakes that we're trying to get behind us here. Yep, and I don't want to, you know, poo-poo on anybody, but I've got your, you know, scores up here from MHSA.com, and I see 31-2 to against Vesterberg in three innings. And now, obviously, there was probably some you know, Division Four errors on their side as well, but then I also see 15-0, 15-0, 14-0, 13-0. You guys are really hitting the ball well this year, aren't you? Yes, and, you know, quite frankly, respecting the teams in our conference, we the, the lower four or five that our schedule had us open with uh, have all struggled all year long uh, to win ball games, and uh, the, they had some good little pitchers, but we hit them. And as you alluded to, they made some four airs to open games for us. And so the thirty-one to two, I, I didn't want to get it that high, but we tried a few bunts back to the pitcher, and the pitcher threw him over the first base instead. It was hard for us to not score runs, quite honestly, without striking out on purpose, which I don't want to do. Yeah, when I thought, like I said, I like that sometimes you just start butting the ball back to the pitcher because there's no, there's no point in that. But just you know, as the broadcaster and me, when I see those numbers, I, I've got to ask you about it. You know. Yep. And now uh, Beale City tomorrow. No, that's going to be a huge game for you guys. Could be a you know knocking on wood here at the station potential district final matchup. Last year, they were just absolutely loaded. They lost a lot, but still bringing back a lot of guys. What do you remember about that team last year? Well, they they hit the ball one through nine. Just, uh, I mean, the ninth guy could have been the number three hitter on most teams. They they just really crushed the ball, and thank goodness six of them are gone. <laughs> but uh, the ones that are back are pretty good, and you know, they always have good kids coming up. And Brad Ancliffe is back out there after a few years coaching softball, and and Brad knows how to put a team together, as evidenced by his state championships. And uh, they, they will be formidable no matter what. And I, and I don't know that either one of us are going to throw our best pitchers tomorrow night. Each other again when it counts a lot. Yeah, just going to be more important to have those guys on the mound when it really, really matters. And question here, I'm going to ask Brad the same question later when I speak with him. Compared to, you know, I'm going to go with basketball, the baseball season, it goes so darn fast. Are you, quote-unquote, in the middle of the season right now, even though it's just a few weeks away from playoffs? We, we've uh, played 22 games now, and we have 37, I think, scheduled. So we have 15 left on the schedule if the weather allows us to vote. But this year... Other than the COVID year, this has been the, the most difficult year of my 40 at Sacred Heart. Uh, umpires is one thing. When we had to reschedule because of weather, we couldn't find umpires. We've had two varsity contests with only one umpire, and we've had several JV contests with only one umpire. Uh, and the weather, I mean, it, we had about a four-day stretch back there in April where it was hitting 70. Other than that, we were playing in the low 40s, which is awful cold to try and play baseball and develop. And, and our field sets down low, and it's clay. And early spring, it's hard to get on it for practice. So oftentimes, you know, we went to Bay City that first week of April, and we couldn't have played on our field that day. 
Gotcha. And then uh, you kind of a random question here for you coaching. What's your absolute favorite part of it? Like if you had to just pick out one thing in your 40 plus, you know, 800 wins, what's what's your number one favorite thing about coaching? Well, boy, there, there are so many, uh, Chris. It, it's hard to pick a number one. I mean, I'm a stat guy. I, I just look, uh, look at the scorebook, the games. I, I'm today, but I got to get out and get the field ready for practice. Uh, I mean, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy putting the lines down. When I go to Major League games, I want to get there early, not because of batting practice. I like to see the guys wet down the infield and put the lines down. And you know, I still have that vision of 10 years old and walking through that uh, up in, uh, well, what was it then, Tiger Stadium? No, it was Briggs, Briggs Stadium back then. Walking through that upper deck opening and all of a sudden the whole field opens up in front of you. And, man, that's just burned in, in my mind. Um Working with the kids, uh, you know, there are so many aspects that I love about baseball that uh, when, when I am done, it, it'll be like cutting my arm off. <laughs> I, I like how you say that. And that's one of those, you, they're going to have to force you to go away. But fortunately, you know, you've been successful enough where they're, they're going to have a, you know, hard time pushing you out. But for somebody who's never been over to your guys' fields there, you know, I'll call it the farm if there's still some chickens running around there. But when Beale City... Sacred Heart, they're playing on the baseball field and the softball field. Just talk about how special that environment is. It really is. Uh, you know, when I started coaching in 1984, we had no home field. Uh, Mount Pleasant High School was very good to us, the administration. But if Mount Pleasant was having a big doubleheader tomorrow, they had to practice extra. So we stood on the sidelines at 5 o'clock or 5.30, wait to get on and uh, when they had a doubleheader at home, we had no place to practice. So I went out and, and saw this place out by the Knights of Columbus Hall and uh, talked to them, and they said that they would give me some that property to make a baseball field. And I met with Steve Jackson, and uh, Steve said, you go raise money, and I'll start Monday. And I said, wait a second, I'm, I'm just dreaming here. I mean, <laughs> you tell me you're going to start moving equipment? Um Field is, as I said earlier, is heavy clay, and uh, Steve taught me to drive his road grader with a knife on the back of it because the earth movers, the big belly things that scrape and pick up all the dirt, it wouldn't cut into that clay. So <laughs> I had to run a, uh, I had to run a road grader with a knife just to cut it, so that he could then pick it up with his uh, earth mover to make that bowl that you've seen out there. There was 11 feet of earth on home plate when we started. And wow. We dug, dug all that out, made it a, a, you know, a nice environment to watch a baseball game. Although, although it's always, the wind doesn't never not blow out there, and it's always cold. So, uh, Yeah, but now, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but when I drive by there, I always think that if you're a high schooler, it'd be the ultimate dream to put one over the fence and hit a car. Have you ever seen that happen in your time at Sacred Heart? You know, I have not. Um, it's only 290 down that uh, right field line. I went up 12 and now 16 feet high with the fence because I didn't want cheap homers. There really have not been that many home runs. I mean, Scott Pratt hit 25 in his career, bat left-handed, and, and a number of those were over that fence, but... Uh, the way the wind blows, people get off the bus coming to our field and 
they're just licking their chops at that. And especially now with the BB core bats, it, it's hard to hit them over that with the wind blowing and the, the height of the fence. Gotcha. And uh, goals for this team, like I said, I think with you guys and Beale City, whoever gets out of that district, I mean, I, you know, Fowler, you know, we talked about some other good teams in your guys' division, but I feel like you got to feel like once one of you guys get past each other, you could have a chance to go a long way. Well, you know, it's been that way for years, and unfortunately for us at Ticket Heart, Beale City has been generally the one to make it past us. Uh, we've had some really good teams, but they happened to fall in a, a three-year period where Coleman was just loaded with kids, 30-game winning teams, and uh, Bill City, on and on. We, we've lost so many 2-1, to 3-2, 4-2 to two ball games that uh, Bill has won state championships, and our game was the closest game they had in the entire seven-game run of the tournament. Um, so there, there have been some, some classic games, and, and I will admit that We've ended up on the short end of a lot of them. Uh, Breckenridge also had real good teams for a couple of years, and we just couldn't get by them. So, so we'll see. We're, we're we're looking to try and obviously do the best we can. Um, we have one senior starting, and he's a DH. So the nine kids we put on the field are all underclassmen, and uh, so there's some good help there in the future too. Yeah, and so, yeah, would last year have been the youngest team you maybe ever had? Last year was the youngest team I ever had. Uh, we've had a, a several years without JVs in my 40. Well, I, I say several, but probably 10 of them we haven't had any JV program at all. And so young kids had to play. But I started seven freshmen in a, a couple, three, four, five of the games last year. <laughs> it's like I said, yeah, a lot of good things to come. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow watching you guys. And then hopefully, you know, I think it's June 3rd when you guys are going to be uh, opening up districts, correct? Uh, that first Saturday, yes. Yep, we, yep. Col- it, Col- Coleman and Farwell, I believe, have to play. And then we play the winner of that game. And then Bill City, I think, plays Vestenberg. Yep, you're, you're correct on that one, and the, the winner of those games will match up in the district final, and I'm excited to be there for that one. I will be there for it for sure. Uh, Coach Hartman, thanks for, ta- thanks for taking some time to chat with me, man. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Okay, we'll look forward to seeing you, Chris. Another big, big thank you to Coach Hartman. Take some time to chat with me on his way. We'll down to you know get the field fixed up for practice today. It's another Spock Sports Show podcast. Be back with you more Beale City baseball soon. Some loon stuff coming soon. Spock Sports Show, keeping you updated on everything you need to know. Mid-Michigan Sports. And as always, we are presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. Thank you 
you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.